Psalm 147, verses 15 through 17. Well, I'll read verse 1 for you there so we know who we're talking about. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is beautiful. He sends out His command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the frost like ashes. He casts out His hail like morsels or pieces of food. Who can stand before His cold? Let's bow our heads together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we're grateful, Lord, for this evening. Thank you for keeping each one safe and protected as we came in this on this night, Father. I pray, Lord, that we did so expecting to be fed and expecting a time of fellowship. And Lord, I pray that that would be so, that we would be fed from your word, that we would rejoice in this time of fellowship and prayer together, and that you'd be honored in all that we do all that we say, and all that we consider this evening. Bless us by your word, and in this time together I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you can't read that slide there, perhaps. It sure looked a lot better on my computer, but it says, Weather His Word. Weather, W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And so, you know there's weather happening outside just now, and there is more weather to come this weekend. Uh, Weather specifically meaning the cold and the snow, perhaps a high on Sunday of one degree above zero, maybe less than that. We'll see what happens. But as I was considering this cold and and, dealing with it just as you have been, I was reminded of this passage in Psalm 147. Uh, And it speaks about God speaking his word. Well, certainly that he can speak the word and snow will fall. He can speak the word and frost will cover. He can speak the word and hail will pummel the ground and anything underneath it. God can speak the word and bitter cold will chill everything within a certain area. All the area of the world, if he so chose, uh, that hasn't been his plan thus far. God is certainly in control of the weather. We can understand this, and it's just by his word that he might send whatever weather he chooses. Uh, He sends the rain and the sunshine on the just and the unjust alike. But I think that there's an analogy here. More than just the speaking of the power of the Lord to, well, to command the weather by his own word, I think that, well, I think that it speaks of his word specifically here. In Psalm 147, verse 15, he sends out his command to to the earth. His word runs very swiftly and at times... His word indeed is the snow. His word itself is the frost. His word itself is the hail and the cold that chills to the bone at times. Uh, I think that his word itself and his will and his way, if you want to extend it out, I think that's, well, we can see that that's what it's also speaking about here in verses 16 and 17. You understand as you have experience with the Lord yourself. And as you've listened to him and the way that he speaks to you, whether it's to your own heart individually, one-on-one, whether it's to you through the voices and the instruction of your parents, conversations between other believers in church when you hear different ones bring the word and bring what the Lord has put upon their hearts, you understand that not all of God's word, as you read it in Scripture even, is warm and tender. Doesn't necessarily feel like it's very comforting at times. Not all of his word is passionate and emotional and fiery and the like. Uh, sometimes the word is just plain cold truth. It is what it is. That it it is shivery when you take it for what it is. Matthew chapter sixteen and verse twenty one is one example there where Jesus kind of bears out specifically, kind of a seemingly coldness you might say. 
when he's dealing with Peter, when Peter stepped out of line. It says in Matthew 16, verse 21, From that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. And Peter didn't like it. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. It always kind of strikes me there, especially when I see a capital H in my Bible's translation. He began to rebuke him, the Son of God, began to rebuke Jesus, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. This is exactly what Peter needed to hear. And perhaps you've heard things in your life and you've heard the Lord speak to you just as sharply as this. And it was what we needed to hear, but that doesn't take the measure of coldness out of this. And when I say cold, I'm not trying to insult the Lord by any means. I'm just trying to state the tone of what he's saying here. There's simply cold truth. Jesus didn't prioritize Peter's feelings. He didn't try to comfort him in this situation. He also didn't rant and rave with him. He just simply told him what it was. Uh, Get behind me. You are not mindful of my things. God is willing to show a measure of coldness to his people. A measure of just stark reality when that is what needs to be done when he's dealing with them. Uh, You can use a lot of different terms using that illusion and that metaphor. He sometimes throws cold water on those ones who are just fervently and feverishly errant. He can cool them off really quick with his word. He rains on the parade, you might say of those ones who celebrate in their sin or being wayward and happy about it. Uh, I don't think that it's unjust to say that the Lord can get really cold really fast when he chooses to. Uh, In Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 15, he was preparing Israel. Get ready for some coldness. If you don't, well, if you don't walk in my will, walk in my way. If you don't consider the things that I'm telling you, if we don't walk together in warm agreement, prepare for some coldness to come. Deuteronomy 28.15, Moses gives the Lord's warning to Israel. He says, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God. If you don't heed him, receive what he's trying to tell you and instruct you. If you don't uh, obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And among those curses, what do we see in verse 23, down the chapter? And your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under you shall be iron. You ever put cold metal against your bare skin? You know, it's a little chilly, you know. And this is certainly, again, it's a, a picture, it's an illustration. But have you ever had the, well, the heavens become as bronze to you? Or just life feel very, very cold because you have chosen to be errant in your way. Yes, I have. I've been in that position before. And it gets very chilly, very cold, very, very quickly. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly, we read in verse 15 of our opening text. And if that word is not heeded, if it's not... Uh, He sends it to us freely, sends it to us openly, sends it to us clearly when we need it to be clear. And if it isn't heeded, if we prefer our own way, I guess you could say if we want to be petulant when our Father is teaching us and we want to go go this way or that, if we say, not so, Lord, as Peter did, well, then the Lord can. And the Lord will allow a measure of coldness to creep into that relationship, not by His desire necessarily, but because we 
have become cold to him. Uh, It's not without purpose. It's not without his intent. It's not without his desire to bring us back to right, to bring us back to warmth, if you want to call it that way. You know, we don't hear a lot of people talk a whole great deal of love for this weather, right? We don't hear a lot of people say, man, I love this cold. Uh, one exception, I was talking with Bobby the other day, and he says, you know what, I love the cold. That's, he has that right. <laughs> he has the right to love the cold if he chooses. That's fine. Uh, I don't care for the I don't like the bitter cold at all. I'll take the cold if the snow can come with it. Some of you don't like the snow. A number of people have expressed that. I love the snow. If it's going to be cold, bring it all. Man, I want the snow as well. But those ones who don't like it, who would love it to be 75 degrees 24/7. Well, the winter serves a purpose here in our well, in our climate, in our region. You know, it maintains the life cycle of those specific plants that are in this region. It keeps the balance of things. It sustains things. It brings water when, well, when we need water, and it gives it in an, an extended period of time over the winter. There are a lot of other scientific things that I won't go into, and I wouldn't pretend to understand, but there's a reason why the winter is here. It's good to remember why it gets bitter and sloppy out there, and that there is an actual payoff for it. Just so, we need to remember that there's a benefit when a chill comes. When a chill comes from the word, and we look, man, that is just icy cold truth. There's a benefit. Whether it's personally to us that the Lord is sending his cold truth to, or we witness it being, well, sent to another, whether they receive it or not, there are times when God's people need to be put in their place, perhaps. Need to be, well, reminded that there's a certain familiarity that you have with me. That I don't want just now, the Lord says. Sometimes we can get kind of familiar. I remember poking my dad a bit when I was younger. Maybe teasing him just a little bit when that authority figure didn't need to be teased in this way. And he would let me know, no, no, you're not going to talk to me that way. You're not going to tease me or joke with me that way because it's inappropriate. It's not right. And he might seem a little cold in the moment. But he kept me in the place that I was intended to be. There is a benefit to that chill. Saints, there are times when we might be just a bit too familiar with the Lord, when we might be completely errant or wayward, or the Lord's just trying to remind us or show us something, whether we're wayward or errant or not. And he wants to just remind us there's a reason for that cold. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the frost like ashes. He casts out his hail like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He doesn't want us to stand before that cold sometimes. Sometimes he wants us, well, not to stand in coldness to him, but to just bear up and receive what he's trying to say. To bear up and just understand that we need to be in a different place. Understand that not everything is the fiery word of judgment. Understand that, well, that maybe coldness doesn't define his way, but for now, in this moment, we need to recognize the cold truth. And when that coldness is no longer necessary, when we have borne that truth, when we have dealt with that coldness, he gives what's needed. And it goes on in verse 18. I'm grateful for for verse 18. He sends out his word and he melts them as well. When the coldness has served its purpose, God gives warmth. He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He makes hearts tender and he softens and he refreshes And he has that warmth between his children once again. 
So may we do what Hebrews 13 says in Hebrews 13:22. And I appeal to you, brethren, bear with the word of exhortation. Bear with the word, even when it's cold. Sometimes it is that fiery word of judgment, correction, and all of those things. Sometimes it's just cold truth, and it doesn't feel very loving to our flesh, perhaps. But it is what it is. It's the Lord's word. And it's the Lord's will, and it's His way, and He's dealing with us or dealing with someone else. Recognize it for what it is. It seems cold in the moment, but it is, well, the cold's truth is still the truth. So may we hold up, bear up under the word of exhortation, and trust that the Lord's word and His way in the moment is exactly what we need for that moment. And wait for the tender warmth to come again, because it always, always does.